What you know you can't explain. But you feel it. You felt it your entire life. That there's something wrong. You don't know what it is, but it's there. Like a splinter in your mind driving you mad. Experience the awakening. Brilliant anonymous researchers. Join us in the Patriot Army. Trust the plan, pain coming. Boom, boom, boom. Let's go. RedStateTalkRadio.com Brighteon.tv Rumble.com Slash MG Show And won't be for everyone. That choice to know will be yours. Where we go, one we go all. Fight, 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 and fight we will. We fight every day right here on the MG Show. Fight, fight, we fight every day right here on the MG Show. <laughs> welcome, everybody. Shady, my partner in justice, welcome to the show. It is November 30th. Uh, wow, 2023. Tomorrow is December. What? <laughs> don't, don't, don't make me sad at the beginning of the show. It's already December. Welcome, everybody, to the MG Show. Thank you for joining us here. And man, oh, man, do we have a lot going on today, just like every day. But if you did not catch the show yesterday, I'm going to recommend that you go back and catch the two-hour show yesterday. It was slam full of the information that corresponds to what we've been researching here for a number of months now, number of years now. And we're starting to see a lot of new connections. And uh, we're going to be connecting mm. some of the stuff from yesterday to today where we have uh, Michael and Matt in uh, the hearing. Yeah. And, you know, it's really, you know, I've been watching the hearing. If you did not watch the, the, the show yesterday or go read the tweets from Matt Taibbi and Schellingberger on your own, you're, they're not really talking about the full scope, but what we're noticing is these very same people have been attacking you and us for the last five years, Shady Group. That's exactly right. And isn't that weird how that always sinks up? Always, always mm -hmm. kind of comes back together to being the same people, doesn't it? We know who the accounts are. We know who's overseas and who's not. And it's amazing that the overseas people, uh, if you watched yesterday's show and read Matt Taibbi's thread, uh, they are probably working for the CIA, NSA, or other you know federal government with a sock account. And they show you how to do sock accounts. Uh, so, Loki, uh, how you doing, buddy? You doing good? <laughs> good. Oh, by the way, the latest news, guys, is that I am skull and bones. 
I've never gone to Yale, mm -hmm. but somehow I'm skull and bones, Shady Groove. Yeah, well, that's very interesting considering that you would have had to attend Yale to be skull and bones. I'm really wondering how you got your honorary degree. Well, there's a coffin, and never mind. I'm not going to explain how it actually works, Shady Groove. <laughs> Slow down. <laughs> it's Gross. early. But what it is, guys, it's like, you know, um, Loki is a foreign account, uh, is not an American citizen attacking us, me, you, everybody here. And, you know, uh, the new the new. So this is loop two. We call it uh, all of the same things that they used in Twitter. One dot O is happening in Twitter. Two dot O, uh, for example, uh, Q is a psyop, uh, you know, Matrix wears red shoes. Uh, Matrix is skull and bones that happened in 2018. Shady Groove. Uh, and they're recirculating circulating policy blades is attack threats who's canadian by the way and would that make her cia or ns or nsa or a federal government employee guys it's all exposed you guys are done stick a fork in it also somebody from the dod told jan halper to investigate our show me you and another person specifically shady so wouldn't that mean that she's working for the ctil are we are we actually exposing these people guys and are they exposing themselves? And so the three people that they mentioned were at Shady Groove, at In the Matrix, and at Authority Q. And Authority is here in chat today. So we're these podcaster sites, and somebody from the DOD told me to investigate us. Wow. So she's getting her information from Brian Cates, uh, all the Flynn influencers that have been attacking us and keeping us at bay for many years. It's very interesting, guys. And I'm sorry. I'm calling it out. You guys are all busted you're busted and i noticed that not many of the big accounts covered these threads shady groove isn't that interesting i noticed the exact same thing all of these big accounts that want to help you talk about censorship and want to bring information and be truthful very interestingly enough omitted this news story that was coming out yesterday and are uh, seemingly uh begrudgingly reporting on it a few of them today but not many and it's just the, the most explosive story in the country right now, considering what we've been through, what all of you have been through. I know a number of the people that are here on uh, the chat right now have been censored by these government officials and all of these different corporations and platforms. And so it should be the number one story in the whole truth Trump community. But it seems like everybody has something else on their mind. Yeah, somebody Matrix meme says they're not paid. So you can prove that. Prove it. <laughs> Good luck proving Prove it. it. Um, so Why are they we found, stupid? you know, and Q, uh, it's at this, you know, it's actually a, a whole Q proof, guys. I mean, what happened yesterday? Uh, you know, it's it's military yes. and civilian uh, coming together to censor the American people. This is a constitutional crisis. De defeat disinfo is how it started. DARPA technology used against ISIS that General McChrystal, who is Flynn's mentor, uh, used to hire 3.4 million influencers. 3.4 million influencers. 3.4 million influencers were paid, guys. There's no getting around that. Yeah, there's no pretending like that. That's not part of what's going on. And there's no pretending like that. These people that have been acting like this surreptitiously pretending like that they're supporting Trump, but attacking the people in the background that are really supporting Trump consistently over the last six years is now just like you said, busted. Yeah.
Yeah, it's very, very, very amazing, guys. So what we're going to do is we're going to thank the platforms that we're on today. We are on Red State Talk Radio. Go to redstatetalkradio.com or use your spy device and say, tune into Red State Talk Radio. You can hear us there. Then you can go to orrumble.com slash mgshow, rumble.com slash mgshow, where our full two hours are there uh, on rumble.com. X dot com uh, slash in the matrix with three X's. Our show is on Twitter. So if it fails on any one of those sites there, you can go to Twitter and get it. And also I'd like to really thank brighteon.tv. Thank you very much, brighteon.tv for uh, allowing us to speak, you know, what, you know, what, what, what we're seeing out there in, 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 in this environment. Uh, you know, I, I really uh, appreciate being on brighteon.tv and to support brighteon.tv. Please go to brighteonstore.com and use that code MG show as well uh, to help you know them as well because they allow us on their platform and for that I am so uh, honored and and I respect them as very much Shady Groove because we've been attacked from every way six ways to Sunday Shady Groove well it's literally been six ways to Sunday and I think that as we move into this next year it's going to intensify so everybody needs to kind of get ready because we're, we're seeing a uh, lash back from the federal administration like we've never seen before so Ross Pierce says that number might be a slight exaggeration. It was it was reported from Defeat Disinfo. It's their number. Maybe it's exaggerated. The, Let's say it's one point six million. Three point four million guys. Gee, it's crazy. Well, whenever you kind of think about what we were seeing yesterday and and seeming some of this stuff up and all of the cooperation that we know with uh, Q explaining the Five Eyes connection and the way that the countries are working around each other, it's really not that. It's really not that big of a number whenever you think about a worldwide network and you think about the uh, the systems that they built in Afghanistan, the systems that they built in Iraq were predicates for the system that they were building over uh, to go at ISIS that they're currently using on you, basically creating a bunch of boogeymen so that they can build a system that eventually gets its guns turned on you. Boy, that just seems like the same uh, modus operandi of the of the military for the last 50 years, doesn't it? Independent sentence uh, sentence says, who gives a poop? It's patriots, P-A-Y triots. Uh, I give a crap because they put me on lists. They've demonetized our show. Uh, I mean, it's 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 bigger than just, it's just patriots, guys. They go and mass report your account. They delete your tweets. You get put on government lists. It's a big deal, folks. It's well, a actually, big deal. It, 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 isn't it interesting what some of the stuff that we uncovered yesterday that we were talking about was that they weren't getting paid. They were volunteering. So a number of mm -hmm. these people with their expertise were coming to just volunteer. So how many volunteers can bring volunteers? It doesn't necessarily matter if they're specifically being paid. What matters is what they are doing to you and what right. they're doing to our country. They're consistently inserting these narratives to trick you. That's the purpose. The purpose is the, uh, the purpose of a psyop is a lie. It's to trick you yeah. into thinking something else other than what is true. Yeah, uh, they, you know, it is a big deal. It's a huge deal, guys. And uh, happy uh, day after your birthday, Independence Sentinel. I hope you're doing well. hope you had a good birthday. I uh, want to also put some prayers up, um, Shady Groove. Um, Joseph Klein, uh, one of our uh, fans and, and amazing friends, uh, is getting surgery right now to get his thumb uh, fixed. He actually had an accident at work where uh, it, he severed his digit shady groove and uh, yeah. just prayers out to him, uh, you guys. Yeah. And without any further, we'll be right back. We're going to cover this weaponization thing. Yeti, take it away.
Hello, this is Jeff Peterson from the MG Show. Uh, Shady and I are so thankful to our viewers and listeners on the podcast and rumble.com slash MG Show live 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. East and brighton.tv. If you guys want to help support this show, please help us with the sponsors, MyPillow, Sovereign Advisors, etc. We want to make sure that you understand the best way for you to help our show because we are not funded by Pfizer. We're funded by you. And this is citizen journalism, independent citizen journalism. This is the best way to support us. This is our mg.show slash donate site. Uh, this $17 a month one is really awesome. I don't know why I like that number. Then there's also, that's recurring. Then there's also one-time donation. And there are other ways to donate as well. Uh, use buy, buy us a coffee and give, send, go. But please, we really need your help to fight this battle every day and bring you content on our website. We've got a new blog too. So get over there, check out the content that we're delivering to you every day. Thank you guys. God bless. The Brighteon store understands the importance of getting all the nutrients you need to support the healthy functions of your body. Our nutrient-dense superfoods and supplements can help nourish your body and promote your optimal health and well-being. 100% customer satisfaction guarantee on all purchases. You deserve the best. BrighteonStore.com support this amazing platform and amazing patriots for humanity. Use promo code MGSHOW at checkout for additional savings. You asked and we listened. We've taken your suggestions and we've made our already amazing Perkel bed sheets even better. As a thank you, we're bringing these to you for as low as $24.98 with your promo code. And our new line of Perkel bed sheets include everything you loved about our original sheets. Lightweight, durable, breathable, and they sleep cool and crisp. But now, because of you, they're made with 100% long staple cotton and the highest thread count to date. These sheets are soft softer and more durable than ever before. Plus they come in all these new colors and styles and you'll be getting five-star luxury sheets delivered directly to your front door for as low as $24.98. Not only that, they come with our 10-year warranty and the 60-day money-back guarantee. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now. Use your promo code to save 50% or more. That's as low as $24.98. This introductory offer won't last long, so please order now. And welcome back. We're back. We're live. Okay, we're live, guys. Welcome back to the MG Show. We, we have a lot of fun in the green room over there. Uh, Shady's like, I don't need to know what time. I need to know because I'm the one going back on camera first. But hey. <laughs> I can't look at the clock to see how long the commercial is. <laughs> Go to MyPillow.com and use code MG Show. Or call 800-873-0478. Wow, did I do that right? Yeah. Uh, you did it okay. right twice. So let's do this because we got, you know, only a two hour show and we're going to go ahead and uh, recap, uh, you know, Jim Jordan's opening statement, Schellenberger and Taibis. And then we're going to go into some of the quips back and forth with Trump. It's Trump. Shady Groove. It's Trump, 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 Trump. <laughs> I thought that we were talking about censorship of the American people. Trump. No. <laughs> Here is the opening statement from Rep. Jim Jordan of the hearing on, web, on the censorship industrial complex, guys. Today's hearing with opening statements. Start with the chair. One of the most egregious forms of the weaponization that this subcommittee has worked to expose is the coercion of social media companies by the federal government. 
And we wouldn't know anything that we know today. We wouldn't have learned and had the reports we've had without the work of Matt Taibbi, Michael Schellenberger, Barry Weiss, and other journalists who wrote the Twitter files and first exposed the, uh, these efforts. Their important work was first made possible because of Elon Musk's purchase of Twitter and his commitment to free speech. The path for getting this information, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> the path for getting this information out has not been easy. Finding the truth never is. Instead, we were obstructed at almost every turn, and many of the people who sought to help us expose the censorship industrial complex, as Mr. Taibbi and Mr. Schellenberger have, I think, appropriately label it, have been targeted. On December 10th of 2022, after the first Twitter files came out, Mr. Musk tweeted that Twitter is, quote, that Twitter is both a social media company and a crime scene. Three days later, Three days later, the Federal Trade Commission sent Elon Musk a letter demanding to know the identity of the Twitter files authors and inundated the company with harassing requests for information. Literally three days after, name four journalists by name. And while Twitter put this information out voluntarily, the other platforms were not as forthcoming. Instead, we had to subpoena them in February of this year, fought with them for months, had to threaten contempt before getting substantive information about government's efforts to censor the American people. And when we first had Mr. Taibbi and Mr. Schellenberger testify back in March, an IRS agent showed up at Matt Taibbi's door. I mean, think about this. I, I've told this story numerous times, and there's not one person I've told this story to, not one group I've spoken to, where I say, while they are testifying, while Mr. Taibbi is testifying in front of the committee about the weaponization of government, the IRS was actually at that very moment knocking on his door. And there's not one person who thinks that was just chance. That just happened to, you know, it was all a coincidence. Not one person, everyone understands that to be the intimidation from our federal government. Now, the good news is this led to a sweeping investigation of the IRS's home visits. And the best news is the IRS has said they will no longer be making unannounced visits to American citizens' homes. It's interesting that the commissioner actually said, Commissioner actually said, we are doing this to protect for the security of our agents. Baloney, they're doing it because we caught them. We made an issue of it, and the American people understand that that is wrong. This subcommittee's work has also included putting out reports showing how CISA went from a cybersecurity agency into the disinformation police, and how the FBI coordinated with a compromised Ukrainian intelligence agency, that actually happened, to censor Americans. We we're also able to expose how the other platforms were pressured to change their behavior. Documents we obtained from Facebook show that the company felt threatened by the White House directly and changed its behavior for fear of retribution. And just this morning, we released information showing the same thing happened with YouTube. While we have more information forthcoming, it's impossible to get a full accounting of the government's censorship efforts when the government actors involved will not participate with our constitutional duty to do oversight. That's why today we are serving subpoenas to former White House employees Rob Flaherty and Andy Slavitt, who have so far refused to sit for interviews despite being directly implicated in emails between the White House and tech companies. I think we might have brought this out in the, in the previous hearing with um, some of our witnesses today. But never forget the third day of the Biden administration. I think it was maybe in like 36 hours into it. Andy Slavitt sends an email from the White House to Twitter saying, take down this tweet ASAP. 
And of course, the irony was the tweet was about the tweet was from this administration's Democrat primary opponent, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And there was nothing in the tweet that was false. And yet the White House, day three, the Biden administration is trying to take that down. So we've sent subpoenas to those two individuals and hope that we will have them in front of our committee real soon. I want to thank our witnesses for appearing before us today, and helping us to continue our work in exposing government censorship, in exposing what two of our witnesses have called, as I said earlier, the censorship industrial complex, this marriage of big government, big tech, and as we found out with some of our work, big academia involved in attacking American citizens' First Amendment liberties. We appreciate you all being here. We will introduce you. All right, so that's Jim Jordan's opening statement. Pretty interesting. You know, this is a year anniversary. It's been a year ago since Twitter files started. And uh, that was the opening statement. And it just is a coincidence that the federal government, the FBI, excuse me, the IRS was knocking at Taibbi's door while he's testifying. Yeah, that, 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 that was just a coincidence, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, government has an extra, extraordinarily reputation for their... Uh, <laughs> for for their uh, ability to to do things at at the exact right time, you know, and so this is uh absolutely a coincidence. Yeah, it's a coincidence. And uh, this is uh, Stacy Plaskett, who uh, let me just let's listen to this. Pennsylvania, Ms. Dean, a member of the full committee, be permitted to sit on the dais. She's yeah. not going to ask any questions yeah, without objection. Thank you. Now listen much. to this. She admits her failures. Listen, and Bidenomics failures. Every day, the American people share with members of Congress, social media friends, family, and anyone who will listen that they live largely in fear for their future. When I scroll through my social media feeds, I see people worried they don't have job opportunities or job security the generation before them had, worried they don't have time, resources, or support to take care of sick parents or disabled Thanks, relatives. Joe. They won't be able to afford to buy a home to call their own. Worried they will not be able to see their kids send their children to college or simply provide for their children the way they were provided for. I see Americans are concerned. I see parents concerned that schools are becoming unsafe for their children. Yeah. I see Americans are concerned that rights are being taken away. Americans concerned that their vote might be discounted or may not even be able to cast a vote. In the discussion of the weaponization of the federal government, the majority has acknowledged the fact, in this discussion of the weaponization of government, I'm sorry, um, one of the things that I've requested that we look into is the IRS audits of work. Yeah, so basically she sat there and, and listed all of the failures of her Democrat party and the rhinos and Bidenomics, Shady Groove. Wow, she admitted it to the whole world, Shady. Yeah, she really did. And uh, guess what? Nobody's going to understand at all what the hell she's talking about there because, number one, they're not even playing this. Nobody's paying attention to this, everybody. Nobody cares about the idea that you've been censored by the government. Nobody cares. Not even C-SPAN is deciding to carry this for you today to inform you of what's really going on and what has been going on. This is literally... The military-industrial complex contracting out censorship towards you. That's exactly what it is. From foreign countries, very interesting that we have people attacking this show consistently from foreign countries. What a connection. What a connection it is, guys. So 
Uh, she goes on her little tirade, and uh, it's all about guess who, Shady Groove? American. Trump. And comes back. That will just be the start. That is why he has very clearly said what he would do over and over. Beyond loyalty tests, he plans to purge the government of all career officials and national security advisors who questions them. He plans to indict anyone who runs against him and to silence protesters oh, with the use of military force. He plans to make this country his, not the Americans' people. These plans will not just impact those who work in government. His plans are going to undermine the safety of every American when he appoints national security officials because they are loyal to him, not because they understand national security. They're going to impact people in areas that need support if he feels that they didn't vote against him. These plans are going to hurt men and women bravely serving in our military and law enforcement who are going to be forced to choose between carrying out fundamentally illegal constitutional orders and losing their job. Today we have Miss Troy before us as a Wow. So they have Miss Troy. And then she used the, uh, you know, that saying, Shady Groove, uh, if you can't, if you, if they show you who they are, believe them. Well, yeah, you don't want to see what she is, uh, but we, sh we should believe her, Shady Groove. She has pictures of herself uh, bearing her full, full bosoms. Uh, people are falsely on uh, social media saying that that's uh, not Plaskett, but it's Letitia James. It's not Letitia James. It's Plaskett who took money from Epstein, uh, uh, and she's the U.S. Virgin Islands, and she was an impeachment manager, guys. This lady is mm -hmm. pure garbage, and she's got her mm -hmm. breasts on social media, guys. If they show you who they are, believe them. Well, I'm believing you, Stacey Plaskett. You're a disgusting piece of trash. She absolutely is, and it's over and over and over again with everything that comes out of her mouth. Not one thing comes out of her mouth that is pro-America. Not one thing that comes out of her mouth is pro-the people. Everything that comes out of her mouth is pro-establishment, pro-the globalist agenda. There, I haven't heard her say one thing that isn't 100% in line with the globalist agenda to destroy America. She loves it. She loves every second of it. Yeah, and I can't show you the picture because it's a you know PG-13 uh, show here, guys. Sorry about that. Uh, Mr. Schellenberger. <laughs> Uh, has a great opening statement. Let's uh, listen to that. Thank you for inviting my testimony. Nine months ago, I testified and provided evidence to the subcommittee about the existence of a censorship industrial complex, a network of government agencies, including the Department of Homeland Security, government contractors, and big tech media platforms that conspired to censor ordinary Americans and elected officials alike for holding disfavored views. I regret to inform the subcommittee today that the scope, power, and lawbreaking of the censorship industrial complex are even worse than we had realized back in March. Two days ago, my colleagues and I published the first batch of internal files from the Cyber Threat Intelligence League, which show US and UK military contractors working in 2019 and 2020 to both censor and turn sophisticated psychological operations and disinformation tactics developed abroad against the American people. Many insist that all that we identified in the Twitter files, the Facebook files, and the CTI files were legal activities by social media platforms to take down content that violated the terms of service. Facebook X, formerly Twitter, and other big tech companies are privately owned, people point out, and free to censor content. And government officials are free to point out wrong information, they argue. But the First Amendment prohibits the government from abridging freedom of speech 
The Supreme Court has ruled that the government may not induce, encourage, or promote private persons to accomplish what is constitutionally forbidden to accomplish. And there's now a large body of evidence proving that the government did precisely that. What's more, the whistleblower who delivered the CTIL files to us says that its leader, a quote-unquote former British intelligence analyst, was quote-unquote in the room at the Obama White House in 2017 when she received the instructions to create a counter-disinformation project to quote, stop a repeat of 2016. The U.S. Department of Homeland Security's Cybersecurity and Information Security Agency, CISA, has been at the center, been the center of gravity for much of the censorship, with the National Science Foundation financing the development of censorship and disinformation tools and other federal government agencies playing a supportive role. Emails from CISA's NGO and social media partners show that CISA created the Election Integrity Partnership, EIP, in 2020 which involved the Stanford Internet Observatory and other U.S. government contractors. EIP and its successor, the Virality Project, urged Twitter, Facebook, and other platforms to censor social media posts by ordinary citizens and elected officials alike. EIP reported that they had a 75% response rate from the platforms and that 35% of the URLs that they reported were either removed, labeled, um, or throttled, or soft-blocked. In 2020, the Department of Homeland Security, CISA, violated the First Amendment and interfered in the election, while in 2021, CISA and the White House violated the First Amendment and undermined America's response to the COVID pandemic by demanding that Facebook and Twitter censor content that Facebook said, that Facebook itself said was quote unquote, often true, including about vaccine side effects. All of this is profoundly un-American. One's commitment to free speech means nothing if it does not extend to your political enemies. In his essential new book, Liar in a Crowded Theater, Jeff Kosef, a law professor at the United States Naval Academy, shows that the widespread view that the government can censor false speech and or speech that quote unquote causes harm is mostly wrong. The Supreme Court has allowed very few constraints on speech. For example, the test of incitement to violence remains its immediacy. I encourage Congress to defund and dismantle the government organizations involved in censorship. That includes phasing out all funding for the National Science Foundation's Track F, Trust and Authenticity and Communication Systems, and its Secure and Trustworthy Cyberspace Track. I would also encourage Congress to abolish CISA in DHS. Short of taking those steps, I would encourage significant guardrails and oversight to prevent such censorship from happening again. In particular, it's very easy to see the line in CISA. They say they're covering physical security, cybersecurity, but they added a third one, cognitive security, which is basically attempting to control the information environment and how people think about the world, including the stories that they tell. Finally, I would encourage Congress to consider making Section 230 liability protections contingent upon social media platforms known in the law as interactive computer services to allow adult users to moderate our own legal content through filters that we choose and whose algorithms are transparent to all of us. I would encourage Congress to prohibit government officials from asking the platforms to remove content, which the Supreme Court may or may not rule on constitutional next year when it decides on the Missouri v. Biden case. Should the court somehow decide that the government requests for censorship are constitutional, then I would urge Congress to require such requests be reported publicly instantaneously so that such censorship demands occur in plain sight. Thank you very much for hearing my testimony. Not 
Bada bing, bada boom, guys. Yeah, so that's another one. You know, abolish CISA and DHS. If they're uh, uh, turned against the American people, I think we got to do something about that, no? Uh, short of abolishing them, at least some sort of framework uh, that's real, Shady. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, right there at the end, talking about cognitive security, COGSEC. C-O-G-S-E-C, that's what they call it, COGSEC, your military uh, industrial complex attacking you, refers to the practices and methodologies and efforts made to defend against social engineering attempts, intentional and unintentional manipulations, and of the disruptions to cognition of sense and sense-making. They're attacking your sense-making. Cognitive security in cybersecurity context, however, usually refers to the application of AI and machine learning technology, which are modeled on human condition human cognition to detection of security threats. In this respect, the two definitions are intertwined as research which informs the practices and methodologies of the first definition inform the models used in the second. That's our little definition of what cognitive security is. Shady, it looks like you had a little bit too much to think. Oh, I had too much to think last night. Oh, you're <laughs> right, I feel a little woozy. Closed minds stop crimes, guys. Save us all the grief and forget your belief. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> That's it. Here's a, uh, a more broad uh, def definition of cognitive security. I put the link into there as well. Uh, and uh, basically, you might want to go through it. It's really good, guys. And, uh, you know, just very interesting that they're using this now. And basically, this is the thought police, Shady Groove. I mean, that's really yes. what it is. Uh, 1984, mm -hmm. anyone? Yes, and I've said this over and over and over again. What you're seeing right now is predicated on hate speech. This is where it started. Whenever they started telling you these things, this crazy thing called hate speech, well, that's called taking away your ability to talk. Hate speech is not a crime. There's no speech that is a crime. And so this right here, now you have cognitive security coming out there to enforce the hate speech and hate speech by the way means anybody that talks out against the military industrial complex or the government yep or the pharmaceutical industrial complex the censorship yes. industrial complex was designed to protect all of the above absolutely correct shady group and yep. i don't like the government in washington dc there's a lot of republicans and democrats that i don't like is that now hate speech i don't i want obama or not excuse me <laughs> obama biden via obama impeached i want him impeached now well, you know, well, I'm not, actually, you know, <laughs> yes, the, the biggest hate speech is telling the truth. You see, this is the yeah. reverse engineering. Hate speech is really telling the truth. Saying something that is yeah. true would be considered hate speech to the administration or the authority figures. You know, and, and in my opinion, uh, the Matt Taibbi thread that we went over an hour two on yesterday's show, if you did not see it, you know, we take you through it and we show you you know, some of the actors today on the Twitter sphere and compare the two. And it's the same thing. Uh, same you thing. know, it's basically a huge cue proof yesterday, guys. And we're going to get into that. But this is Ty Beebe's opening statement. Uh, his thread, in my opinion, I mean, you know, Schellingberger did a great job, great thread. But, you know, uh, the, the way that Ty Beebe went into it was absolutely fascinating, giving you the videos of them actually talking, sounding like, you know, mm -hmm. Somebody that eats hamburger helper, Shady Groove. It's weird. Uh, let's listen really to uh, Matt Taibbi's opening statement. Something fishy. <laughs> hit the mic there if you could. Uh, just hit the button there. There we go. Right, sorry. 
Sorry about that. Um, thank you, Chairman Jordan, Ranking Member Plesquette, and members of the committee uh, for giving us the opportunity to speak today. And you'll see that Ashley Babbitt uh, Imam is there as well in the background, the Ashley Babbitt shirts. See those? There you go. Exactly one year ago today, um, I had my first look at the documents that came to be known as the Twitter files. We've learned a lot since then. When Michael and I testified before uh, the good people of this committee in March, we both talked about how this isn't a partisan issue at all, uh, despite the fact that it's been repeatedly described as a right-wing conspiracy theory or, or a right-wing fantasy. Uh, we found evidence of suppression of movements on both sides, uh, including leftist movements like the Yellow Vests, uh, parties like the Green Party, organizations like Consortium Magazine. Just this week, Michael and I reported on the group um, that he talked about, the CTI League, and in those documents, we found evidence of monitoring uh, groups like the Democratic Socialists of America, hashtags like Healthcare for All. The nature of censorship programs is that they tend to expand in all directions, and these uh, programs already have. As someone who voted for Democrats his whole life and who got his ideas about speech issues from people like Senator Frank Church, Paul Wellstone, Dennis Kucinich, I believe also that there's a less obvious but more important reason that people across the spectrum should care about this issue. And the former executive director of the ACLU, Ira Glasser, once explained to a group of students why he didn't support hate speech codes on campuses. The problem, he said, wasn't the speech. The, the, the problem was, quote, who gets to decide what's hateful? Who gets to decide what to ban? Because, quote, most of the time, it ain't you. The story that came out in the Twitter files and for which more evidence surfaced in both the Missouri v. Biden lawsuit and this committee's Facebook files releases and the CTI League documents, they all speak directly uh, to Ira Glasser's concerns. There's been a dramatic shift in attitudes uh, about speech in this country, and many politicians now clearly believe the bulk of Americans can't be trusted to digest information on their own. This mindset imagines that if we see one clip from RT, we'll stop being patriots, that once exposed to hate speech, we'll become bigots ourselves automatically, that if we read even one Donald Trump tweet, we'll become insurrectionists. Having come to this conclusion, the government agencies like the DHS and the FBI and the quasi-private agencies uh, who do anti-disinformation work have taken upon themselves the paternalistic responsibility to sort out for us what is and is not safe. While they see great danger in allowing others to read controversial material, it's taken for granted that they'll, they themselves will be immune to the dangers of speech. This leads to the one inescapable question about these new anti-disinformation programs that is never discussed, but needs to be. Who does this work? Stanford's Election Integrity Project helpfully made a graphic showing the quote-unquote external stakeholders involved in their content review operation. It showed four columns, government, civil society, platforms, and media. There's one group that's conspicuously absent from that list. People, ordinary people. Whether America continues the informal sub-Rosa censorship system uh, we've seen in the, Twitter in the Twitter files or the Facebook files, or whether it formally adopts something like Europe's draconian New Digital Services Act, it's already abundantly clear who won't be involved in this kind of work. 
There'll be no dock workers doing content flagging, no poor people from inner city neighborhoods, no single moms pulling multiple waitressing jobs, no immigrant store owners or Uber drivers. These programs will always feature a tiny rarefied sliver of affluent professional class Americans censoring a huge and ever expanding pool of everyone else. Take away the highfalutin talk about countering hate and reducing harm. And any disinformation is just a bluntly elitist gatekeeping exercise. If you prefer to think in progressive terms, it's class war. If one small demographic over here has broad control over the whole speech landscape, and a great big one over there has no control whatsoever, it follows that one of those groups will end up with more political power than the other. Which one is the, is the winner? Paraphrase, Ira Glasser, it probably ain't yours. It isn't just one side or the other that will lose if these programs are allowed to continue. It's pretty much everyone, which is why these programs must be defunded before it's too late. Thank you. Before it's too late. You know, guys, we got another election coming up. You know, they're going to have the MAGA virus come up and it's going to exponentially uh, increase uh, until November 5th. Uh, <laughs> guys, you know, is it about the virus or the election? And then you can't talk about, you know, I, here's my passport, you know, to uh, not wear a mask, to not be locked down. It's called the Constitution. They flagged the Constitution as a meme, Shady. These people are sick. And who hired these guys to police what I want to think? Right, Shady Group? We didn't elect these people, did we? They volunteered, Jeff. They volunteered. <laughs> they just offered their services. They were like, they, they were so excited about censoring you. They said, we will do it for free. And absolutely yeah. 100% what Matt Taibbi says there is correct, that we are in a uh, an unknown territory right now. And he even said it a year ago whenever he came up and talked about the Twitter files of the unknown territory that America is venturing into. And here we are going further and further. And Jeff, you just mentioned the, uh, the they're calling it the white lung. It's coming out of China now. So this uh, prepare for that. There's already a uh, talk of masks coming back on airplanes, guys. So, you know, if you uh, w wanted an opportunity to stand up against the establishment, have a sneaking suspicion you're going to get it. Yeah, pretty crazy. Um, let's go ahead and go into uh, Rep Massey. They even named Rep Massey's tweet in one of these things. Uh, let's hear what he has to say. The Cyber Threat Intelligence League. Was this a, just a group of... Uh, vigilantes, uh, concerned citizens, or was it in any way connected to the government? And what did they, what did they endeavor to do? Yeah, this was, uh, so first of all, it's a, it's a pretty ludicrous uh, founding, which was that this is a group of, it was Israeli, uh, for, so-called former Israeli intelligence, uh, former British intelligence, also working at Microsoft, and others who, who basically said, we're gonna volunteer our services. These are some of the world's greatest so-called cybersecurity professionals volunteering their services to multi-billion dollar hospital and healthcare organizations whose own IT organizations spend millions of dollars a year on cybersecurity, supposedly volunteering this. This was the premise of the whole thing. It then created this third part that I mentioned. They had physical security, cybersecurity, they added cognitive security. And the people that did that were two UK and US military contractors. This is this was one of the most sophisticated misin, you know, disinformation operations that I've ever seen. I've been involved in progressive causes for over 30 years. I've never seen uh, anything so organized, anything that was so uh, 
so focused on a particular goal and it had so many people that came from military and intelligence organizations. It gave me the creeps just reading about it. And, and in the documents, is it true that they used their agency seals, FBI, CISA, uh, when they were communicating with each other? That's right, and, we, and, there's, and the whistleblower provided uh, screenshots of Slack conversations that included officials from DHS, Facebook, and the CTIL League. So it would be hard for somebody to claim that these folks weren't agents of the government or acting in coordination with the government or using things that they learned their government were they still were some of them still employed by the u.s government when they were undertaking this yes uh pablo brewer was working for the u.s navy at the time and the others were many of the others were claiming to be volunteering their time even while working their day jobs for the government i thank you uh mr chairman i yield back gentlemen yields back gentlemen from mass Again, they're skirting the laws. This is unconstitutional for the military and the Department of Justice and the Department of, excuse me, Department of Defense and military contractors that are paid for by you, the taxpayers, to unleash a weapon against the American people to shut them up, guys. This is how they skirted the law. But guys, we got to hold them accountable. Shady, this is insane. First Amendment. Yep. Well, what we need to do is we need to thank the Patriot Act. We need to thank all the people that were triggered and emotionally uh, unstable in 2003 and didn't stand up to the Patriot Act that was initiated, that created the Department of Homeland Security, that engineered this exact example that we're showing you here today. This is the progression. This is a 20-year process that you are in the middle of right now, and it's going to continue unless you stand up and start speaking up and start uh, claiming that... Uh, you're going to support Donald Trump in public loud and proud so that you get people talking back to you and say things so you can explain to them what it is that Donald Trump stands for. You can say a lot of things about what you don't like about the man. But one thing you can definitely not say is that he is against American free speech or that he is against the American Second Amendment or that he is against your right to redress your government of grievance. He does not have an issue with that. At no point in his administration did he go after anyone that was doing those things. And Joe Biden's administration has been doing nothing but that since it started, predicating it off of these powers given to them in the Patriot Act 20 years ago. And I'd also like to point out that my account was censored by the DHS and CISA. Four of my tweets were censored. Uh, Shady Groove, our YouTube account was taken down uh, October of 2020, just before the election, just before Biden's laptop dropped. Uh, we lost our Twitter as well in uh, 2020, uh, right along with Trump. You know, got, we got it back, thank God. But, you know, it's very interesting that, you know, these people... That, that you think that the government, a sitting senator, Shady Grove, Angus King wanted me to be censored. A sitting senator. I mean, this is beyond, I mean, reproach, Shady Grove. This needs to be dealt with. And, I, you know, again, are there any lawyers out there that want to help me? Anyone? Yeah. Well, isn't it, isn't it interesting that we, we find ourselves in the situation that we are in right now where the, a number of these people have utilized their power as a senator utilized their power as a representative to in in institute engage in censorship like the, just just the thought that this could possibly happen you you swore an oath to protect a constitution that says that we have the right to freedom of speech and the 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 posts that you're talking about jeff are just the ones we know about so far there's going to yeah. be more 
There's going to be a lot more that comes out. That, that Look at how we got one whistleblower from within this mess that brought all this stuff to Taibbi and Schellenberger. One, one person. This is the power of yeah. the American people right here that you're seeing on display, and we need to take full account of what we're watching. Yeah, it's amazing. Let's listen to Rep. Elise Stefanik. I mean, would you consider this election interference, guys? back now and my questions are for Mr. Taibbi and Mr. Schellenberger. What was the most alarming thing that you came across during your review of internal Twitter documents? And I have a number of follow-up questions, so keep it short. Sure. Um, thank you for the question. Um, I think the most alarming thing that we, we saw was the regular stream, uh, organized stream of communication between uh, the FBI the Department of Homeland Security, and the largest tech companies in the country. Uh, they had an organized system for flagging content, uh, not occasionally, but in enormous numbers, uh, involving spreadsheets of accounts that ran to the hundreds and thousands. Um, and this was shocking to us and uh, to the congressman's point. This isn't crazy conspiracy theory. We've already had four federal judges uh, rule that they believe this violate, this activity violates the First Amendment. Uh, this is quite serious. We didn't know whether it was against the law, but we certainly thought it was shocking uh, enough to be in the public interest. And that, for me, was the most serious. Yeah, for me, it was seeing the uh, so-called former FBI officials within Twitter uh, and working with and other groups, including this Aspen to participate in an effort to so-called pre-bunk the Hunter Biden laptop before it was ever published in the New York Post, and then to get it censored uh, by Twitter in violation of Twitter's own terms of service, whose internal staff had concluded that the New York Post tweet had not violated their terms of service, and they censored it anyway. Mr. Schellenberg, I want to ask you further that revolving door between the FBI and Twitter, and I also want to ask about those third-party, essentially government proxies. You referenced the Aspen Institute. Can you delve deeper into both of those questions, both of those topics? Sure. It was the former general counsel of the FBI, Jim Baker, and the former uh, deputy director of the FBI had both taken jobs at Twitter. There were so many FBI people uh, at uh, Twitter that they had their own internal group. Um, and their own little uh, crib sheet to describe the the difference between the terms that they use at the FBI versus at Twitter. CIA um, had it as well. Yeah, CIA as well had their own little internal group. Um, and I'm sorry, what was the second question? The third party proxies. Oh yeah, the well Aspen then the Aspen Institute, this was the weirdest thing. We discovered that Aspen Institute had created a workshop that it was attended by basically all of the major media, including as well as all the major social media platforms to basically pre-bunk in advance the Hunter Biden laptop, even though it had not been, there was no evidence that, 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 it, that, that it existed outside of the fact that the FBI knew that it, they had it because they got it in December 2019. So to have the Aspen Institute trying to persuade people not to cover the Hunter Biden laptop story in August and September of, of uh, 2020 was quite uh, chilling and disturbing to see. Um, these content moderators at social media platforms like Twitter wield an enormous amount of power in terms of determining not only what Americans can say, but also what Americans can see. Do you believe, Mr. Taibbi and Mr. Schellenberg, that it's appropriate for unelected bureaucrats or these tech companies to collude to influence what Americans can say or read? Absolutely not. And, you know, I wanted to stress again that all this was happening secretively with the blessing of the Department of Homeland Security, with them sending uh, things to uh, from this is from the EIP at Stanford to, uh, you know, to to Twitter and Facebook saying 
We repeat our recommendations that this account be suspended. We recommend labeling all instances of this article. We recommend that you flag as false this. All these demands being made secretly without any, any public review. My view is that we don't, uh, the government doesn't decide who can speak in the, in the town square. Why should the government be deciding who can speak on social media platforms? We the people should decide our own content as adults, legal content. It should not be decided by either government or big tech. And Mr. Tybee and Mr. Schellenberg, do you believe that this censorship is a form of election interference? I, absolutely it is. There's no question in my mind. Mr. Taibbi? Yes, I think it, it certainly can be. Um, in the, the latest story that we uh, did on the CTI League, uh, we saw the overt partisanship of the people involved in this uh, or, uh, operation. That was actually the reason the whistleblower came forward. Uh, the people involved, just assumed, one of the quote was, they assumed every, everyone who was smart thought the way they did. Um, they talked about the potential election of Donald Trump being an end of the world event. Um, they talked about the wackadoodles who actually watch Fox, Fox News. Um, and, you know, even as someone who doesn't vote for Republicans, it was shocking to me to see this. And I think this was a consistent theme of, of uh, not just the CTI League, but most of the censorship organizations that we looked at, they all tend to drift in one direction. Yield back. Even somebody that's a Democrat thinks that this is beep. Well, they should all, all Democrats should think that. I mean, if, if any Democrat that's American should think that if they were being honest, if they weren't in the tank for what it was that their party line is, the party line talking points. I think it's very interesting that he mentioned uh, Aspen Institute there. Just wanted to show you guys this real quick before we uh, head out of here from the break of the first hour. Uh, July 26, 2014, global threat picture as the Defense Intelligence Agency sees it, uh, featuring Lieutenant Colonel General or Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, Director of DIA, speaking at Aspen Institute in 2014. Just thought I'd share that with you guys. Wow, how's your Aspen? It's doing well. How about yours? That's good. All right, guys. <laughs> and you know, you've got Charles. And speaking at the McCain Institute, thanking the McCain family and everything, guys, too. Uh, I'm telling you, uh, General Flynn, and this is a fact, so I can't get sued for it. Uh, he registered as a Republican in 2022. Mm -hmm. That is a fact. <sighs> wow. All right. So we're winding down. Our number one is uh, over. We got a lot more uh, highlights of the uh a uh, hearing on the weaponization of the federal government, the censorship industrial complex that is affecting all of us right here on the MG show. And we'll see you guys back five minutes. Take a cafe break, get, get some popcorn. popcorn, get over here. And Shady, don't forget, take it away. Ready? Here you go. Here you go, Shady. Take it away. <laughs> Stay tuned for our number two of the Matrix Groove Show live on Red State Talk Radio. Coming right up after these words in the Matrix with 3Xs.com. Can you hear me? I can hear you.
The Brighteon store understands the importance of getting all the nutrients you need to support the healthy functions of your body. Our nutrient-dense superfoods and supplements can help nourish your body and promote your optimal health and well-being. 100% customer satisfaction guarantee on all purchases. You deserve the best. BrighteonStore.com support this amazing platform and amazing patriots for humanity. Use promo code MGSHOW at checkout for additional savings. Government-induced inflation, taxes, rising interest rates, and political instability. They all have a crushing effect on our investments, often causing the stock market to go down. They can also cause gold and silver to go up. There's a time to be in stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, and there's a time to get out. This is the time to hold gold and silver. Kirk Elliott, double PhD, has been protecting individual Americans' assets for more than two decades. Hi, I'm Kirk Elliott. There's no such thing as a bad investment. There's only bad timing for investments. And now is the time to own gold and silver. Now is the time to own physical metals in an IRA, a 401k, and of course, outside of a retirement plan. Don't let the government destroy your hard-earned assets. Please call 720-605-3900. 720-605-3900 for gold, silver, and undeniable economic protection against out-of-control government. Support the guys and mention MG show when you call. Over the last 20 years, with all your support, we've been able to not only launch the original MyPillow, but also the MyPillow mattress topper, Giza Dream bed sheets, My Slippers, and the MyPillow bath towels. But there's so much more. In fact, we have over 200 products, and I'm so confident that you'll love each and every one of them that when you go to MyPillow.com now, you'll immediately receive a free gift valued at $20 just for checking out the website. No purchase necessary. Get everything from my pillow blankets, sleepwear, kitchen towels, mattresses, duvets, pet beds, body pillows, comforters, couch pillows, bathrobes, and so much more. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get deep discounts on all my pillow products. And remember, just for checking out mypillow.com, you'll immediately receive a free gift valued at $20. No purchase necessary. This is a limited time promotion, so go to mypillow.com now. You asked and we listened. We've taken your suggestions and we've made our already amazing Percale bed sheets even better. As a thank you, we're bringing these to you for as low as $24.98 with your promo code. And our new line of Percale bed sheets include everything you loved about our original sheets. Lightweight, durable, breathable, and they sleep cool and crisp. But now because of you, they're made with 100% long staple cotton and the highest thread count to date. These sheets are soft and more durable than ever before. Plus, they come in all these new colors and styles. And you'll be getting five-star luxury sheets delivered directly to your front door for as low as $24.98. Not only that, they come with our 10-year warranty and the 60-day money-back guarantee. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now. Use your promo code to save 50% or more. That's as low as $24.98. This introductory offer won't last long, so please order now. Round 
happen to you how long is it going to take all of you to understand that if we all stood up together and said no uh-uh get back in your cage you can't fool us any longer we know what the mall is we know who you are we know what you're trying to do we know that you are in subversion executing treason and it's over and ladies and gentlemen, what would it take to make you understand that if we all did that in concert, it would really be over? And no one would be injured, not even with a tiny scratch. Because they're cowards. They wouldn't even think of attempting to overcome a whole people who stood together. But you see, I know that won't happen. I know human nature, and I have studied history well. Most people are cowards, have always been cowards, will always be cowards, and they will hide and whimper and wail and gnash their teeth and cry, waiting for those of us who are not cowards to do something on their behalf. And we will, as we have always done throughout the history of the world, we will, but let me ask you this. In light of that, why will we? Why have we? And what are you going to do to us when it's all over? Because that always happens too, you see. The vast herd of cowards become shamed and we become the symbol of their disgrace. And then they must get rid of us. tell you why we do it because we have a spiritual motivation that most of you cannot and will not ever understand we do it out of love we do it for our children and your children and all of the future generations of the world which we refer to as our posterity and we really don't give a damn what happens to us. I know that someday I will stand before God and God will judge me. 
And all that I hope for in this entire world is that when it happens, you will not have to say anything bad or good, just smile. And if that happens, I will be enthralled throughout eternity. I will have such joy within my soul that you cannot even imagine. Just a little smile, that's all I want. I would like to be able to look down and see that my children are living free, without fear, with opportunity to create and make of their lives what they will. Ladies and gentlemen, all I want, or all I have ever wanted you to be is honest, committed, caring, loving, and understanding that there are those in this world who cannot love themselves, much less love you, and therefore will try to hurt you and me and our children and our world and those people we must oppose and fight. You cannot have peace, love, and understanding with those kinds of people because to do it would mean your destruction. That's a boom. Shady Groove, welcome back. A little spiritual motivation for you. Yep, very, very good spiritual motivation for us to understand the battlefield that we're on and us to understand the fight that we're in and for us to realize that how we are going to achieve the goal when the goal is freedom, the... Uh, the Constitution doesn't guarantee you freedom. It gives you the opportunity for freedom. And if we as a nation decide that we're not going to hold on to it or we don't care anymore, we're going to let it go, then it no longer exists. And that's what they're trying to stamp out right now. God bless Donald Trump and Q for reinvigorating that flame that had turned into barely a spark, now is a flame, and now is really getting ready to consume the opposition. These people that have been lying and doubling down and lying and doubling down and lying and doubling down, at some point, the rope ends and there's no more doubling down. And that's the that's the path that we're all on here. And God bless Trump. God bless all of you for being here to uh, see it happen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And we're going to keep fighting. And <clears throat> the ones that are attacking us, I am not going to follow them. I am not going to give them any air. I've been uh, blocking all of the ones. If As soon as they pop their little heads up, I block them. And my account is actually growing. So thank you guys very much for uh, hanging in there with us. I mean, you know, we're finding out where this censorship industrial complex came from. We know who they are on Twitter. It's very amazing. Uh, and it's funny that we talked about disinfo.org, which is Stanley McChrystal, which was General Flynn's mentor, um, signed, signed the papers for his business in McChrystal's kitchen. <laughs> and uh, they're all attacking us. And the defeat disinfo and... You know, it's just very, uh, were we infiltrated? I mean, didn't Q ask about infiltration, not invasion? Has, ha has this movement been infiltrated by somebody that's taking your addresses down if you go to the Reawaken tour or selling you crap on websites and taking your names down and, and, and turning you in, guys? Is this what's happening? We can now prove that the military is invested in censoring you. We can prove now that the military is cooperating with big tech platforms to censor you. We can prove it that the military is cooperating with this. Remember all the people that were telling you that the military is in control? What do you think that they meant by that? 
And what do you think yeah. Q was meaning whenever he was explaining the military aspect of all of this? And isn't it very interesting how the military being so invested in censoring people that were talking about Q? Oh, interesting. Is it interesting that some said general says that Q is a psyop by the clowns? Very interesting contention there on all sides, isn't it? Boy, the syncing up and agreement that we are seeing is kind of becoming more fascinating every every day we come on the air, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It really is. And I'm, uh, by the way, I am proud to be blocked by General Flynn. After all I've done <laughs> for that family. Isn't that great? I understand. Yes, it is. I ask, I ask him a question, how his business partner in Turkey, after a guilty verdict by a jury of his peers, found him guilty, and Biden's DOJ uh, just swept it under the rug and dismissed the case. How convenient, 100%. I said. Wow. Swept it under the rug, d dismissed it after the conclusion. When have you heard yeah. of that? I'd like to, I'd, and I've asked this a couple times on Twitter. Somebody show me an example of where this has happened. Show me an example mm -hmm. of where there's been a jury conviction of anybody, and then the judge comes in and throws the conviction out on what merit? No merit. Just threw it out. Yeah. Just yeah. C uh, page uh, rebel Valkyrie on uh, Twitter. I'm able to follow you now. It stuck. Finally. I, I had to follow you like 17 times, believe it or not. And it finally I stuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's listen to uh, Mr. Greg Stube. Check it out, guys. It's just absolutely fascinating to me how the folks on the left side of this dais have, are calling these things conspiracy theories when just through the Missouri v. Biden case, you're, there is a treasure trove of actual evidence in a court proceeding, witness testimony, factual evidence that, that shows that all of this has been happening under the Biden administration and that there is true censorship from this White House into the American people. Mr. Schellenberger, I want to start with you. On November 2nd, 2023, you posted an article on your Substack. Uh, entitled, FBI and DHS Directors Mislead Congress About Censorship. In the post, you detail Senator Paul's recent questioning of DS DHS Secretary Mayorkas and FBI Director Ray regarding their respective department's censorship activities. Notably, Secretary Mayorkas and Director Ray both testified that their agency personnel complied with the law and did not violate First Amendment rights by targeting constitutionally protected speech on social media platforms. Given what we have learned in recent months from the Missouri v. Biden case and your investigative reporting shining the light on the Cyber Threat Intelligence League, is it fair to say that Secretary Mayorkas and Director Ray lied to Congress when they told Senator Paul that their agency personnel did not target constitutionally protected speech? Yeah, I mean, I think it's fair to say that they misled Congress. Um, I'm, I can't be sure of their intention, but they're wrong that those agencies weren't involved in uh, in demanding censorship by the social media platforms. And and just briefly, like how 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 were they involved in censoring speech? Well, FBI, I don't want to read your whole article. Just oh sure, I mean FBI agents were directly flagging content to Twitter, saying this appears to violate your terms of service. What about this? What about that? Same thing with DHS staff, and then of course DHS created uh, the Election uh, Integrity Partnership which then became the Virality Project, which was in the process of demand, demanding mass censorship of Americans. And based on them reaching out, a lot of these social media companies then acted on that, like the Hunter Biden laptop, all these different activities, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And you have to remember the context is that this was at a time when the social media companies were being threatened to lose their ability to operate, which is the Section 230. One of the most dramatic instances, which is in the Facebook files, is where the White House is, say, is demanding that Facebook 
censor content that they think could lead to people becoming hesitant to take the vaccine, Facebook responded and said that they were removing often true content of vaccine side effects. Your piece also notes that Director Ray acknowledged that the FBI has been forced to alter its coordination with social media companies to comply with the injunction issued by the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals in Missouri v. Biden. Would you agree that this is an acknowledgement that the FBI's prior censorship conduct does in fact violate the First Amendment rights of Americans? Absolutely. Mr. Chairman, I'd ask unanimous consent to enter into the record Mr. Schellenberger's sub-stack post from November 2nd, 2023. Uh, unless Congress acts, will there be any consequences for these government officials who have actively supported censorship of certain viewpoints on social media? We all hope that the Supreme Court rules uh, against these kinds of activities consistent with its past precedents that you, the government cannot appoint somebody else to, to violate the law, and that, which is what was going on here. But I don't think we can rely on the Supreme Court. I do think Congress should establish through Section 230 reform uh, the requirement that we, the people, are allowed to moderate our own content by choosing our own filters um, and that it should not be up to uh, the big tech platforms. And if you don't want to have Section 230, then you can just be a publisher like Matt and I are or the New York Times is. Well, and I've worked on Section 230 legislation. The chairman is, is working on that. And I think that's something that absolutely has to happen this Congress so that people get their freedom and their First Amendment rights back. Uh, it's clear to me that Congress must act and hold these government officials accountable. The censorship industrial complex, as uh, you put it, and Mr. Taibbi have dubbed it, is an existential threat to our First Amendment freedoms. Unless we come together to impose transparency and accountability measures to prevent the government from engaging in such behavior, this, uh, this activity will unfortunately continue. I'm proud to be a co-sponsor of the Chairman Jordan's Free Speech Protection Act that he sponsored in partnership with Senator Paul. This legislation is needed to ensure that government officials face significant consequences for engaging engaging in the censorship and suppression of speech protected by our Constitution. Further, we must enact transparency measures so that officials cannot hide behind public-private partnerships in order to skirt around their legal obligations. Sadly, we cannot trust many federal officials to adhere to their oath they took to uphold and defend the Constitution. And it's up to Congress to ensure our First Amendment rights are protected. In the remaining time I have, Mr. Tyvee, if you could just comment uh, on what you weren't able to respond to from Mrs. Washerman Schultz. Yeah, so, first of all, just for the record, I've said on many occasions that uh, I'm not a free speech absolutist. Uh, in fact, no journalist is or can be. We all operate under very uh, serious restrictions involving libel, defamation, incitement. Uh, we have to navigate each one of those rules every time we publish anything. Uh, and then we always look uh, fondly uh, on that process because we believe those rules protect us. Uh, so we're not free speech absolutists. We're just uh, in, not in favor of government censorship. Uh, that's the issue here. There's, there's, a, there's a profound difference between um, litigating something like libel or defamation and having a, an unelected, unaccountable, um, uh, in, unseen uh, committee uh, remove your content without any due process. That, that's what we're talking about. I'm so that's what we're talking about. We're talking about our First Amendment. And Shady, I want to highlight a comment here. It's hilarious. Uh, uh, Jan Halper is here uh, under Rand RAG. So sick of you complaining how you're being attacked as you attack. It's so funny how this works. I mean, this hate watch proving our point right now. Everybody here in chat, if you guys uh, think that uh, we're we should talk more about our attacks, let's see a uh, 17. Press a 17. Just a random number. Let's see if we should more about our attacks there you go let's see what happens but shady this is proving our point 
Well, it really day, does perfectly prove our point, doesn't it? Day after day talking about your attackers. Rand and yeah. Rand King, you just made the list. Pick up your phone. Well, <laughs> pick up your phone. <laughs> oh my God. Look at all you 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 just been ratioed, Rand. Do you see what the that's reason, called? The reason, ratioed. Look at that. Yeah, the re- the reason that our audience reacts like this is because they understand that an attack on this show is an attack on them. We speak for them. We stand in, in the presence of them. We, we, we share with you what it is that we think that you are interested in. You, we are your voice. And so whenever people come over here and talk about whining about all of the people that are paying attention to the show's uh, attacks, boy, that sure is going to get you a little bit of retribution pretty quick. Yeah, and you know what it does? It actually brings us more viewers. It really so thank does. Thank you. It does. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I love it. Wow, guys. Thank you very much uh, for that. Yeah, liberals wine. That's right, Randar. I'm King. You're projecting again. Uh, you are so stupid. Uh, here we go. This is uh, Midnight Rider. Uh, I, she did a, a good job doing this. This is, this is how upside down it gets. This is Jim Jordan. Shout out to Midnight Rider for getting all these videos. Check it out. Uh, Ms. Supermaya, I would, I would argue it's already here. You said in your, in your statement you want to give us a glimpse of what lies ahead. I, would, I, I think it's already here. In the course of our investigation uh, in this committee, on January 15, 2021, the FBI sent to Bank of America, tell us all customer, all your customers' purchases in the Washington, D.C. area for a specific date. Customers transacting debit card or credit card Washington, D.C. purchases on specific dates in this town. Anyone, whether you're here, whether you're here for the rally, whether you're here for any kind of protest, what, if you're just in visiting your mom, and they further said, and any, and they capitalize any, any historic purchase going back six months for any weapons or rep- weapons-related vendor purchases. That is frightening stuff. Because you, you gave the example, I think, De- uh, Danny Bolford, you gave the example. Uh, I think it's already here. Um, absolutely. Uh, in fact, I'm working on issues uh, related to that here in the U.S. Uh, there are people who have been de- debanked in America. Uh, they generally tend to be on the conservative side. Uh, t- uh, I've, I've interviewed uh, pastors, um, missionaries who, who do good work overseas. Uh, they've been debanked uh, um, for no, but with no explanation. Uh, you know, the reasons are very vague that your risk profile doesn't match what we can, what we're comfortable with. And, and so these are people who've been debanked for doing good work and they generally tend to be on one side of the political spectrum. But by the way, was, uh, I think in your testimony, you said this guy, Mr. Bulford was uh, former Royal Canadian Mountain Police, was not charged with anything, wasn't being held, was released. And that's when the debanking took place. Is that accurate? Uh, yes, uh, roughly. They were all happening around the same time. But he, he wasn't charged with anything, and no, yet he couldn't get access nothing. to his account. So the, the, the Trudeau government invoked the Emergencies Act. It's only been invoked twice um, during the two wo- world wars. And uh, one, one of the outcomes of the Emergency Act was to go after people who were peacefully protesting against the COVID-19 vac- vaccine requirements. And if you donated to, to the cause, you found yourself yeah. debanked. And this is what ended up happening with 280 people. Mr. Tybee, is, is there a realignment happening? I mean, I, I look at today's panel, the Democrats invited a individual who worked in a Republican administration and Republicans invite two former Democrats, award-winning journalists. One was the hero of the environment as recognized by Time Magazine. 
The other one worked for Rolling Stone. And we invite a foreigner to come tell us, hey, don't let this stuff happen here. If America goes this way, the whole world's in even bigger trouble. I mean, is, it seems to me there's a realignment happening. And I think I've invited more Democrat witnesses to testify in front of this committee than the Democrats have. Because the focus is on the First Amendment. And I don't care whether you're Republican, Democrat, independent, conservative, progressive. What I care about is the ability to speak and to speak in a political fashion and not have the government come after you for doing so. So I think there is a total realignment happening in, in the culture and in politics. And frankly, I think that's a darn good thing. Not, not what they're doing, but the realignment. Well, uh, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you that there's uh, a realignment going on. Um, until very recently, I think free speech uh, and free speech culture was um, uncontroversially embraced really by both parties. Uh, you know, during the entire uh, early period of the war on terror, uh, those issues strongly animated most Democrats that I knew. Uh, most of my friends were um, in opposition to laws like the Patriot Act, or at least concerned about them, uh, potential for overreach there. Um, and, you know, the, the, most people understood, for instance, uh, the work of the ACLU um, in defending cases like the Skokie uh, March. And to the point about hate speech that was brought up before, I think it's important to point out that the, the reason that they defended um, those marchers is not because they liked hate speech or they, they, they liked Nazis. Right. Um, it, it's because it, this, the American tradition uh, understands that the moment you grant uh, a government official the right to, to prohibit one kind of speech, you're going to have a whole series of people. Yeah. Uh, th those people are all civil rights activists. They were afraid that the next thing that would happen would be, uh, you know, Southern officials banning NAACP marches. Um, that used to be sort of universally understood yep. in America, and for some reason uh, in the last uh, decade or so, there's been um, a, a complete change in how we look at those issues. Yeah, I just want to do one last thing in the, in the remaining few seconds I got. Let's, let's... So, Shady, let's uh, talk about our attacks in debanking. PayPal, Patreon, YouTube, um, Venmo, Cash App, uh, Rand, uh, which, uh, did we leave any out, Rand? Shady, did we leave any out for Rand? Well, I think we should slow down and, and maybe and maybe and uh, you know say it slower so we could take up as as much time as possible talking about our attacks. Yeah. So PayPal, Venmo, Venmo Teespring, Patreon. How many more? We got so many. YouTube. <laughs> YouTube. Love it. <laughs> and I'm more conservative than you are, Shady. Burp. I'm more conservative than you are, Jeff. <laughs> so stupid. I got bigger cue balls than you do. <laughs> I have a Trumpy bear. <laughs> the Trumpinator. Do you have the uh, but I have the Trumpinator. Oh, boy. <laughs> Wait a second. Okay. I, I'm more conservative than you. I got more conservative you are. I got more. That is conservative proof right there, ladies and gentlemen. You yeah, did a front row seat. Pepe, can't, Pepe is invisible. <laughs> That's transparent Pepe.
transparent right. Pepe. Isn't right, it very right. interesting? Isn't it very interesting the conversation that is being had right now? You know, over and over and over again, the truth about corruption will be considered hate speech. The truth about government corruption will be considered extraordinary hate speech. People like Mitt Romney and all these other politicians come out there and they scream and yell. And what they're basically doing is saying they're immune from criticism. Anytime you criticize a politician for being corrupt, that's hate speech. And so they should be immune from your criticism. Therefore, the government needs to come to the aid and to assist the other patriots in America to censor you so that no one can hear your voice. No one can hear what you have to say. This is maddening. This is mind numbing. And this is a process that we are seeing that's been playing out for so long. Now people are becoming, uh, uh, uh apathetic to it and thinking that it's just normal. The younger generations think that this is normal. We have to course correct. If we do not get on the train to get Donald Trump elected in 2024, there will be no course correcting. And the, the left is trying to scream and yell about, oh, it's going to be the end of democracy. Yes, it is going to be the end of democracy. That is exactly the point we're trying to make. It's great. I love it. So where we, let's go back to our attacks again, Shady, because that's what we love to talk about. Let's see. Um, <laughs> Hillary Clinton put me on a list on February of 2019. Uh, yeah, we can go forward. We can keep talking about it. Do you guys want us to talk about it or should we move on? We'll just move on. But... We'll talk about it again, I'm sure, because it's important, guys. I mean, when the federal government, you know, puts you on lists, I think that's pretty damn important. If you agree with that, press 47, because we're not going to get any justice until Trump is elected. 47, guys. Boom. Yeah. And with this, Shady Groove, let's listen to this uh, Miss Troy. She might need a prof professional mental health evaluation, Shady. Oh, no. <laughs> constitutional rights. And so I would encourage my Democratic colleagues that they maybe they should, I don't know, focus on the evidence that has been presented here because it impacts all Americans, not just Republicans, but Democrats too. So I, I think that we could actually do something to address the weaponization of government in a bipartisan fashion because it has tremendous impacts on our everyday life. So I'm going to just jump right into it. Miss Troy, I appreciate you being here. My colleague, Mr. Bishop, touched on this, but I want to just make sure that I am exceptionally clear. You said that, quote, the government is not taking social media posts down, end quote. This is from your opening statement. You said that the censorship of American people is, quote, the result of the social media companies exercising their First Amendment rights. You were part of Vice President uh, Pence's team, were you not? Yes, that is correct. And so as someone who is familiar with White House officials, you can confirm that the Deputy Assistant to the President and Director of Digital Strategy, Rob Flattery, and the White House Senior Advisor, Andrew Slavitt, are indeed government officials and not social media executives, correct? Yes, when they were serving in, their, in the White House, they are government officials. Okay, so on February 6, 2021, at 9.45 p.m., I just love when we have timestamps and all this in writing. It helps tremendously. When Mr. Flattery emailed Twitter executives demanding the immediate removal of accounts linked to Biden's adult daughter, he stated, please remove this account immediately. He also stated, quote, I have tried to use your form three times. It won't work. I think this is ridiculous that I need to upload my ID to prove that I am an authorized representative of the president. Two minutes later at 9.47 p.m., Twitter executives responded saying, thanks for sending this over. We'll escalate for further review here. He shot back. I cannot stress the degree to which this needs to be resolved immediately. Those accounts were then suspended and taken down. Now, fast forward about a month, Mr. Slavit, 
Biden's White House senior advisor said in writing, you know, it would be nice to establish trust with Twitter executives. Internally, we have been considering what our options are on what to do about noncompliance. Is that a threat? Would you consider that a threat from Biden White House officials to social media company executives to censor Americans' First Amendment rights? I think you would have to ask that question to them. I can't speak for what was intended by that message. If you were in that position, what would you do? Well, actually, I can tell you because I've had conversations with social media companies during the Trump administration while on Mike Pence's office where I did call a social media company and we did uh, say, could you please take these photos down if possible? Because a US missionary was killed brutally in Cameroon. Yeah. And Charles Wesco from Indiana, whose brother serves as a Republican in the Indiana state legislature, it was his brother who was killed brutally. And the ambassador from Cameroon, US ambassador, did weigh in and say, can we take these down while they circulate to notify the next of, next of kin before they see these horrific images of their father brutally murdered in a crossfire? All right. So just, you know, ridiculous setup statement. But I think I've seen her before. I mean, somebody said she looks like the Grinch, but uh, let me, I think it's this. The government was she looks exactly. Under Donald Trump. I'm, it's just and weird, isn't it, Shady? Honestly, the resemblance? I, I thought it seemed familiar. Yeah, I, like I you see her. What I had lived Thank you. Four years. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. I know. Like Danny. Yeah, I know. All right, so check this out. A very short order. I have to go uh, up here before the CDC director, Dr. Cohen. Please talk about the treasure trove of evidence that you have found with regard to the CDC silencing world-renowned epidemiologists such as Dr. Jay Bhattacharya and the impact that that has had on public health and the health of various Americans around the country because of the work of the CDC and FDA silencing these voices. Time of the gentlewoman has expired, but the, the, the witnesses can respond and answer Thank the question. You. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Very briefly, uh, during a crisis, you need free speech so you can respond, you can have these issues, you can debate them. And what we saw was both Harvard epidemiologist uh, Martin Kildoff um, and Stanford epidemiologist Jay Bhattacharya were both censored. Uh, Dr. Bhattacharya was put on a trans blacklist. The things that they were advocating was mainstream epidemiology um, and their voices were stifled. And we now have seen the consequences of it, most particularly this horrendous learning loss among children that could have been avoided if we had adopted uh, what Dr. Bhattacharya was recommending. Wow. So that would be a, uh, a bada bing, bada boom right there. And then uh, this, uh, listen to what, uh, <laughs> what uh, Jordan responds to Ms. Troy. Check it out. Mr. Goldman, uh, that we will take you up on what you said, Ms. Troy. Ms. Kamek asked you a question and about Mr. Slavitt and Mr. Uh, Flaherty, and you said we should ask them. We're going to. That's why we sent them a subpoena this morning. We want them to come in and answer these questions about why the White House was attempting to censor Americans. Boom. Boom. Exactly. That's what we want. Yes. Love right, to see so here we go. Here we go with Mr. Goldman, Shady Groove. We're going to love to see this one. Oh, Check it out. No. <laughs> it's a nightmare in approaching. Sometimes, but sometimes in the case of in terms of service, 
of the social media company. Is that right? Sometimes, but sometimes in the case of uh, the instances like Congressman Massey, there were actually true information. I under, well, that, that may be the case, but the flag was for a violation of the terms of service. It's for their interpretation of a, a violation. And then the social media company has to determine whether or not it, was, it is actually a violation of their terms of service. And in 87% of those flags, they were not removed. Mr. Schellenberger, in brief time, you, all, you said that the censorship, the biggest problem you have is the censorship that you talk about is election interference. Do you agree that Russia used social media, including Twitter, to interfere in the 2016 presidential election? Yes. Thank you. Now, we've also briefly, if I may, Mr. Chairman, just have a, the extra time that my colleagues have had. Um, you've talked about the Hunter Biden laptop and how the FBI knew it existed. You are aware, of course, that the uh, laptop, so to speak, was actually, that was published in the New York Post, was actually a hard drive that the New York Post admitted here was not authenticated as real. It was not the laptop the FBI had. You're aware of that, right? It was the same contents. How do you know? Because, because it's the same, I mean, it's- You would have to authenticate it to know it was the same, same contents. contents. You have no idea. You know you hard drives can that be it's a manipulated. Are you suggesting the New York Post participated in a conspiracy to construct the contents of the Hunter Biden laptop? No, sir. The problem is <laughs> that hard drives can be manipulated by Rudy Giuliani or Russia. Well, what's the evidence that and that happens? What's well, there the is actual evidence of it, but the point is it's There's not no evidence for engaging in a conspiracy. I'm glad theory. you agree with me, Mr. Schellenberger, that transparency is the most important thing. And my last question for you is do you think it would be transparent if Hunter Biden came to this Congress and testified in a public hearing and more transparent than if he testified privately? It's, I mean, literally, I've never thought about that. I have no idea. <laughs> you don't I've know? literally never thought about is that. public testimony more I mean, transparent than private testimony? Here. Are you familiar with the First Mr. Amendment? Chairman, I yield back. Congress shall take no action to abridge freedom of speech. Yeah. And that's what you just described. Mr. Schellenberger, is 13% censorship still censorship absolutely and the other 87 percent is what we call the chilling effect that the courts have long recognized that they engaged in you have that to, is the problem there's a broad up by the way part of the operation congressman Holy goldman cow. part of the operation was to change <laughs> the terms of service so you see them constantly trying to change the terms of service you see them it was 35 percent of of the urls that were this according to eip were labeled removed or soft blocked that's all forms of censorship but censorship is not just removal but 65 percent were not so how can the government be so so coercive so does the first amendment were, say that's that about government for the course and government the first amendment say the government can censor the time of the gentleman has they're not censoring they're flagging in the social chair media companies so under coercion 35 percent of a first chair, amendment or chair it's not the first amendment it's the terms of service as you said and they are oh. flagging it for the social media companies to make their own decisions that is not the first amendment <laughs> that is the terms of service <laughs> just you're an attorney you know that the Four federal judges have already ruled that. And I know that it's on appeal in front of the Supreme Court right now. Okay. <laughs> uh, just that debate. That was great. So wow. I can only have 35% of my, my First Amendment shady groove, apparently, right? Is that what it is? Right. 
and we're only allowed to we're only allowed to complain about 35 percent of our censorship by the way you know so so as everybody knows we're not going to be complaining about all the censorship only a certain percentage of it and uh, again uh, 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 goldman tried to uh, do a little slide there and act like uh, uh, hunter biden is being somehow maligned by having to do a private deposition first guys this is very very simple anytime anybody comes up on the hill to testify there's always especially whenever they're being subpoenaed or brought in for an investigation there will always be a private deposition where the information is taken into account by the representatives so that they can understand what it is they need to omit or different uh, pieces of material that aren't relevant can be not talked about or things that are sensitive for family members stuff like that this is always the process to bring somebody in for the deposition first before they do the public BS thing that they're doing right now where the other side gets the virtue signal for five minutes and not be interested at all in the topic. So uh, Goldman is trying, he's, he's fighting on three fronts there and he lost all three pretty glowingly hard. <laughs> you know, it's funny. He's like, the we have proof that the, the Giuliani manipulated the contents of the, what, did he go and smoke crack and put on a mask and say he was on her, on his laptop? Did he go and harm little children? My God, yeah, he created all those videos. Yeah, he created all those videos with Hunter with kids in foreign countries with AI. Jeff, they've been they've been very very busy setting them up. Fake, right? Right. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. So let's go into this one. This is uh, Miss uh, Hageman. Uh, sunshine is the best disinfectant. Thank you. You know, when you were here in March, I commented that sunshine is the best disinfectant, and that this place needs to be fumigated. We've been working hard to do that over the last seven months, but it hasn't been easy and our work continues. Mr. Schellenberger, when you last testified before our subcommittee, you responded to a question from Chairman Jordan when he asked about the Hunter Biden laptop story, and I'm gonna quote what you said. You said, quote, now maybe the FBI agents who were going to Mark Zuckerberg at Facebook and to Twitter executives were warning about a, and were warning about a hack and leak potentially involving Hunter Biden. Maybe those guys didn't have anything to do with the guys that had the laptop. We just don't know. Well, you know what? Now we do know. And we know after interviewing Laura Demlo, who at the time of the Hunter Biden laptop story was on the Foreign Influence Task Force, she, we have learned from her that she and others on that task force did in fact know about the laptop before the New York Post story broke and they knew it was his. In other words, the work done in the year since the release of the Twitter files has continued to expose the extent of the censorship industrial complex. These discoveries show the importance of your testimony and the oversight work that has been done by this committee. What do you think this shows in terms of the complexity and scope of the censorship industrial complex? What I mean by that is even though with the trove of information that you released over a year ago or approximately a year ago, we're still filling in the gaps to understand the extent of what the federal government has engaged in in terms of violating the First Amendment. Yeah, I think what it, I mean, one of the most important things that it shows is that the censorship is in service of disinformation. It wasn't that they prevented the New York Post from publishing. It wasn't even that 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 they did the tweet eventually did come back um, on Twitter as eventually allowed. But the disinformation that was planted that my myself and all my family and friends believed was that there was something fraudulent about the Hunter Biden laptop, which we now know was actually the Hunter Biden laptop. It's been verified now by all the major media and everybody else. So but it created the perception that it was uh, misinformation by the Russians. And of course, that conspiracy theory continues to be peddled today. So that's what it did. And, and that's how these guys at CTIL thought about it. 
That's how all of these operatives that are used to waging disinformation campaigns and psyops in foreign countries turned those tools against the American people. And, and that that's is, the critical point. They have been yes. turned against the American people. Absolutely. Uh, what do you think about the fact that the FBI agents warning Twitter about a hack and leak were the same agents who knew that the, uh, of the existence and legitimacy of that laptop? What do you think about those people? I, it's shock. I mean, it's. Sh I mean, I, I, like you said, I was trying to only report on what we knew at the time, but obviously, when that came out, it's absolutely shocking that you would have FBI sitting on this information in 2019 and then seeding the idea that there would be a hack and leak coming. I mean, it wasn't just Aspen Institute; it was also Stanford came out, and they used that as a pre as a pretext to attack the Pentagon Papers. Jan Helper, one of our attackers, uh, went uh, has a degree from Stanford just recently. There you go, Rand. Just want to let you know principle upheld by the Supreme Court that when journalists like us are leaked information, we can publish it and we're protected by the First Amendment. We saw Stanford, we saw Stanford Institute attacking that precedent and saying journalists should no longer follow the Pentagon Papers principle. They should no longer report on information leaked to them. They should not do what Matt and I and Alex just did with publishing these files leaked to us by a patriotic whistleblower who was absolute, who knew absolutely that this was wrong, that it was a violation of the First Amendment, that it was a violation of it in the spirit and the letter. And that's the kind of, I mean, to see these institutions of the establishment argue against this great American tradition of journalism and the First Amendment, it's quite appalling. It's shocking. Shocking. Um, Ms. Sabramanya, here in the House, we are exposing <laughs> government censorship by proxy, which uses social media companies, yes. academia, companies to circumvent the First Amendment. Kek. At the same time, we are watching with horror <laughs> as democracies in Europe and Canada are not even trying to hide their efforts to center, censor their citizens. We know where this is going, and without exposure and reform, we could be doomed to the same fate. In your opening statement, you discussed the impacts of the Online News Act and the other censorship efforts seen in European nations. And you issue a stern warning that I hope all Americans will take to heart. Could you describe the trends that you are seeing and specifically what tools or mechanisms of control these governments are trying to exert over free speech? Um, thank you for that question. Um, some of the examples are from my testimony. So debanking is one obvious um, uh, tool that the Canadian government in a sense has pioneered as far as Western liber liberal democracies are concerned. China has been doing that for years, but it's now come to the West. Um, and they went after peaceful protesters uh, um, uh, and, and punished them, weaponized the financial system, weaponized the government against them to teach them a lesson. Uh, you can't do this ever again. And, uh, and this sort of thing has a chilling effect on people's ability to express themselves freely. And that's certainly happened in Canada. Um, and, uh, and, and, and what's happening in Ireland, again, another country that I've mentioned, what's happening in France, the EU directive on uh, online speech. Um, all of these things are just extremely problematic. And what is, what, I want to say something here. What, what is under threat here is a core value of Western civilization. Right. That is what is being undermined here. And that goes back to the Enlightenment. That is what we have to fight for. And the way you tackle misinformation, disinformation, all of these things which are um, bandied about loosely by people who want to censor you, the best solution to these things is more robust debate. And that goes back to the Enlightenment period. And that's what I want everybody to remember. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, Mr. Taibbi. Mr. Schellenberger, thank you for battling for all of us. 
thank you for working so hard to protect our First Amendment rights. We really, really. Yeah. So that was good. That was pretty interesting. Yeah, we are a lot better than what the person that would have been in her seat, Liz Cheney, would have done. And I think that she is a great representative of the state of Wyoming, and they really love her there. And she is doing an excellent job in each one of these hearings in bringing up pertinent points and showing the uh, absolute hypocrisy of these fools. Now, I want you to pay attention to this uh, Miss Troy or whatever her name is, who is a Pence uh, admin or something like that. But look at notice that she doesn't make eye contact uh you know the body language is really off on this person uh is she lying under oath let's check it out being as a muslim ban he continued these attacks on immigrant communities throughout his presidency and he has promised to immigrants if elected again of their benefits and work permits execute the largest deportation effort in american history strip immigrant children of american citizenship even if they're born here and reinstate and expand the Muslim ban. Ms. Troy, you were an advisor in the White House when the Muslim travel ban was implemented. Can you tell us as a national security expert um, how that, what happened when that ban took place? Was there advice Mm -hmm. given for the president issued that? Sure, there were uh, numerous clarified during the travel ban time I was at DHS, Um, I was a, uh, the lead intelligence officer on the travel ban, coordinating the entire community. Uh, there were significant discussions on intelligence assessments conducted. I will say that there were heated discussions and meetings where uh, members of the Trump administration loyalists who wanted to override community intelligence assessments to suit the countries that they wanted on the list. Um, there was uh, significant pushback. There was advice from career intelligence officers, senior intelligence officers like myself, uh, about, about the threshold of, the, of, of these assessments. I will tell you that uh, it went to the extent where there were senior officials uh, Googling what they considered to be intelligence input and sending it to me to be community-coordinated intelligence assessments and saying that those were facts, uh, which was that was the kind of uh, <laughs> sort of um, dynamic that we faced um, on critical issues like this with which impact sorry she reminds me of the UFO close encounters of the third kind uh, I don't know who is this chick and why uh, do the Democrats bring her in here uh, as you know, we all know that Trump's administration was set up, if you watched, uh, read General Kellogg's book, War by Other Means, by Reince Priebus and the GOP. He did not have any uh, say into who was in his cabinet. They had $75 million in the kitty, and Reince Priebus said, I'm going to head that up. That's the deal that they made. That's why we have so many corrupt people in the Trump cabinet. People need to understand this. People need to understand that the transition team was headed by Krispy Kreme Christie guys. Mm-hmm. Chris Christie did that. Put all these clowns around your president. Chapter 8 is called Out Like Flynn. You might want to read it. 
Shady Grove. Yeah, it's very, yeah, it's very interesting the number of people that they that they put around him, and then Trump spent the first two years almost getting rid of all of those people and trying to find somebody else. It's not going to go down like that again in 2024, everybody. There is a whole new game in town because we are going to be playing offense. Trump and team were playing defense consistently the whole time because of all the attacks and everything that was coming at them and all the BS that was levied towards them from the inside. You know, a number of these things came from leaks. From remember how many, how often the leaks they were talking about how we've never seen a White House administration leak like this. Well, what they're talking about, or what they were talking about, were the people that Jeff was just mentioning, the people that Christie put on the team that ended up in the White House and on the cabinet surrounding Donald Trump. Those were the people that were leaking to the press. Those were the people that were trying to find bad stories and smear Donald Trump. And those are the people that are out there right now supporting other people like. Robert Kennedy or Ron DeSantis or Nikki Haley. They're all never Trumpers. They were never Trumpers to begin with. And guess what? Donald Trump survived them. He survived all of them for the four-year period, and he got out of there. And now they tried to, and then they tried to blame him for an insurrection that they generated to smear him. He survived that too. And he's the leading candidate for president going into 2024 on in in uh, head-to-head with Joe Biden or in the primaries to win the primary, Donald Trump is ahead by far. So this is the reason for the, for the censorship. This is the reason for the military participating with, the, uh, with, with businesses and platforms to come in because they were so concerned about Donald Trump becoming president again. And then you go over to the PSYOPers, and they're going to tell you that, oh, the military is in control, and they're doing all this stuff for Donald Trump, you big dummy. Like, that's literally what they're trying to tell me. Over and over again, these yeah. people have got water on the brain and they can't think or they are paid to say dumb stuff whichever one it is it doesn't matter we're moving forward with donald trump and all these other people are going to be left in the dust shady talks so fast he's on 2x speed it's hilarious he he doesn't talk too fast (laughs) shady girl this is a boom speaking of booms which is just that if, if, you know, the Democrats are very, very concerned about President Trump, I would ask them if they're so concerned about President Trump, would you want him to control the censorship apparatus? Would you want that, given all the things that you've said? Would you like him to be able to call Twitter and Facebook and all these other platforms and demand that they censor content? Doesn't seem consistent to me. Great point. point. Yep. We don't want Trump in control of censorship either. We don't want anybody in control of censorship. We want free speech. 100% First Amendment, J.D. Grove. Not not 65%, not 35%, not 39% or 93%. 100%. Spot on. And and we got like all the agreement, man. I mean, I'm telling you, the agreement is really really interesting. We know we were talking about 80% of Americans agree that uh, Bidenomics is not working. Well, we have 100% of the military-industrial complex and the intelligence agencies and the globalists agree that Donald Trump and Q are a threat. 100% of them. This is the reason that they are censoring. Let me tell you, if Q had not started posting, you would not be seeing this stuff. None of this would be here. None none of these accounts would have been able to grow. None of them would have been able to be spread around, and the government would have not gotten their sphincter so tight that they had to start attacking american citizens as they stand up there and claim that they're swearing an oath to respect their constitutional rights as a representative the hypocrisy is off the chain yeah it's crazy guys 
crazy. And, you know, that's why we're here today because of you guys and Q. And uh, I was queued over 20 some odd times, guys. And I was, I just don't, I don't even know how many times because I was side queued because I was tagged in some queue posts and whatnot. This show in the Matrix account on Twitter at Shady Groove, we reported on Q, guys. But we didn't uh, report on Q like CNN did. We reported it on the other side of the view of what Q is. They think it's bad. We think it's good. I mean, this is what America is about. But no, uh, Rand, they have to attack me. They have to come on my show, even in the comments, and attack me, uh, talking about how we're attacked all the time. We are attacked constantly, Shady Grove. Are we attacked? Oh, yeah, we, we're constantly attacked. And I would like to say again that uh, this show is very attacked. This is, this is an attacked show. Should we and, go and, over and, that? And the, yeah, I think we should. The military is attacking me. The CIA is attacking me. The FBI, the operators are even attacking me. They're even taking off their shirt, Jeff. I've got, I've got people out there that are so triggered, they are willing to take off their shirt and show me that they are a beast. <laughs> operator? You're an op operator? You're calling me an operator? <laughs> oh my god yes we're calling people operators now i'd like to uh real quick shady groove let me go to this real quick and then i'll end we're going to end the show uh so we're going to have final thoughts here in a second but uh you know this is uh cia operative uh loki uh it's uh at 13th k a i l o l matrix used to have a backup account called matrix 322 only a satanist would think this 322 equals skull and crossbones someone's a fan of secret societies now why did he have a backup account older than his one that he has now backup 2013 current 2017 so i don't know if you've ever heard of genesis 322 but maybe that is you know something to think about guys do you have you ever heard of genesis 322 guys oh they're not gonna want to talk about that they're not gonna want to know that jeff they've already got it figured out bro Oh, because it's because I was in, at Yale or something. I mean, what is going on? Well, you said something. You, you were saying something earlier about the coffin, and so I was, you know, just kind of like letting you run with it. Genesis. <laughs> oh my god, it's so funny, dude. Let me let me just see if I can uh, find this, and then we'll go out with it because it's a it's a response to the CIA, who you know Loki at thirteenth Kai K A I is a foreign disinfo agent working for the very people we've been talking about this week. And uh, with that, Shady Group, we'll see you guys tomorrow for Friday. Much love, everybody. Get ready. It'll be for Friday soon. We love you here at the MG Show. We want to thank you for all your support, all your Rumble rants, all of your uh, uh, con contributions to the website, and also the uh, uh, the Red Castle Brigade that we have here fighting every single day. God love each and every one of you. We will see you tomorrow. <laughs> Who said that? Who said stay out of the coffin matrix? <laughs> I can donate it to forthepure.com. Uh, guys, uh, well, Boom! this is... Uh, Bill Cooper talking about Genesis 322. See you guys. Many ages have elapsed since the Egyptian priest king passed through the pillars of Thebes, ages before what they call the sinking of Atlantis, thousands of years before the Christian era, Egypt. It was a land, they say, of great truths. It was certainly the land of the mysteries. The hand of the great white brotherhood 
was held out to the empire of the Nile, and the passages of the ancient pyramid resounded with the chants of the initiates. Yes, for they were never built as tombs, but temples of initiation, and it was then that the Pharaoh, now called half-human and half-divine, reigned in ancient Egypt. Try to picture for a moment the great hall of Luxor, or, if you will, the Luxor Hotel in Las Vegas, Nevada. The great hall of Luxor, its inscriptive columns holding up domes of solid granite, each column carved with the histories of the gods. There, at the upper end of the chamber, sat the pharaoh of the Nile in his robes of state, around him his counselors, chief among them the priest of the temple. An imposing spectacle it was, the gigantic frame of the later Atlantean, robed in gold and priceless jewels, on his head the crown of the north and south, the double empire of the ancients, on his forehead the coiled serpent of the initiate, the serpent which was raised in the wilderness that all who looked upon it might live. This Urias represented the sleeping serpent power in man, which coiled head downward around the tree of life, drove him from the garden of the Lord, but which raised upon the cross became the symbol of the Christ in the mysteries. The Pharaoh was an initiate of Scorpio. Scorpio. Another word for Scorpio in the mysteries is Lucifer. And the serpent is the transmuted Scorpio energy, which, working upward in the regenerated individual, is called the Kundalini. The Kundalini. The serpent was the sign of initiation. It meant that within him the serpent had been raised. For the true Pharaoh was a priest of God, which God you will discover as we go. www.mg.show. Boom.